0: My offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of Divine Spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. So, at your disposal right now, you have all the immeasurable creative energy and intelligence of the Divine Mind of God. There never was, is, or will be a measurement of time where the limitless goodness of source is more or less available to you, through you, and as you than any other time. The fullness, the completeness, the wholeness of the divine is perpetually right where you are. Now, we get and we know that as we share this great truth with you and these spiritual principles that there is an internal agreement, kind of an internal nodding of that. Well, yeah, of course, these truths are so. They are congruent with my every belief of all I know and believe God to be. That's good. These great truths and principles work in harmony with another great truth and principle, such as every attribute an individual assigned to that which we believe and know God to be. Evolving omnipotence, omniscience and omnipresence, steadfast health, profound peace at your core. Evolving good and inexhaustible abundance exist simultaneously for the individual, as the individual, and through the individual every moment of every day. And all one believes the boundless energy and power of the creative wisdom and intelligence of presence made through them and as them is achievable and feasible. The universe is always 100% available to any and all who are 100% available to it. In the Science of Mind textbook, Dr. Holmes wrote, There is spirit, or this invisible cause, and nothing out of which things are made. Now spirit plus nothing leaves spirit only. (coughs) Hence there is one original cause, and nothing out of which we are made. In other words, we are made from this thing. This is why we are called the children of God. And just a few sentences look over. He wrote, we are bound because we are first free. The power which appears to bind us is the only power in the universe which can free us. This is why Jesus summed up this whole philosophy in this simple statement, it is done unto you as you believe. That belief, that as, symbolize heaven and hell. And people suffer not because suffering is imposed upon them, but because they are ignorant of their true nature. And the bottom line, what Holmes is saying to us is that the universe, God, source, presence, Uncle Arthur, whatever you wanna call it, is always 100% available to any and all who are 100% available to it. So we wanna get very clear with you this morning, because we, view our role this morning not to expand or evolve your belief and faith in what you know and believe God to be. We view our role this morning to expand and evolve your belief as you know yourself to be. As you know yourself to be. And if we were to continue with our handbook guide to oneness that we used (coughs) in last week's lesson, the second chapter of this handbook would be aptly titled Acceptance of the Divinity in the Mirror. We're going to ask that to take note of something. We did not use the words believing, knowing, <coughs> or practicing the divinity in the Mirror. The title would be Acceptance of the Divinity in the Mirror. Understand, setting the intention for acceptance, just acceptance, feels, feels lighter, and more effortless than setting an intention to change one's beliefs, their ideas, and their practices. As you move into a willingness of acceptance of the divinity in the mirror, you are allowing the awareness of your own divine nature and already contained in that awareness is the second nature belief, knowing, and practice of the whole of the universe thriving as you, as absolute original cause. Whatever you whatever you may be in the process of demonstrating <coughs> this new journey, whether it's a more profound sense of awareness of your oneness with Source, more health, more love, more wealth, whatever it is, it's all tied to one two letter word as. As you believe, as you accept the divinity in the mirror, as you believe yourself to be a child of God, as you know yourself to be original cause, as you know, like you know, like you know, there is something far more phenomenal about you than the physical senses interpret, your spiritual growth, the feelings of being whole, perfect and complete, and the demonstrations you receive from remaining in alignment with this truth will reflect as you believe. If we were to take the master teachers direction of, it is done unto you as you believe, and shift it ever so slightly into today's vernacular based on the spiritual principles we've discussed so far, we believe the direction of the master teacher would become, receive as you believe, which is the title of our lesson this morning. Receive as you believe. So we have a little parable for you. We're going to use the parable throughout the day. You'll get that moment. But the is about this, this farmer, elderly farmer in Louisiana, in Louisiana on this very large farm and in the back, end, towards this farm he had a big pond and the pond was perfect for swimming so he decided he would fix it up and he did with, with some picnic tables and horseshoe cords and he put apple and peach trees all around this pond and one evening the old farmer decided to go down to the pond just to enjoy what he had created and before he went he grabbed one of those five gallon buckets, you know, so that he could bring back some of the fruit from his fruit trees. And as he neared the pond, he heard voices shouting and laughing, having a really good time. And as he got closer, he saw that there was a bunch of women in his pond, skiing <laughs> So he loudly cleared his throat to make them aware of his presence. And they all went down to the deep end of the pond. And one of the women shouted out, we're not coming out until you leave. And the old farmer replied, I did not come down here to watch you ladies swim naked or make you get out of the pond naked. And he held up his five gallon bucket and he said, I'm just here to feed the gator. (laughs) And the moral to the story is, truth is not always the foundation for external events, nor is it always the foundation for circumstances or perceptions that people have about life. It is often colored by an individual's reactions to events and circumstances, Therefore, in many scenarios there is always something more to be learned and expressed. Before we say, this is my truth, Esther Hicks said, what the secret of the universe really is minding your own business. What we mean by that is, don't get so involved in the desires or beliefs of others that you cause confusion or chatter in your own vibration or compromise your own alignment. Don't get so involved in the desires or beliefs of others. What others say, what others do, what others tend to judge, that you cause confusion or chatter. Let go of what they know and believe. <clears throat> Let go of what they know and believe within your own vibration and choose not to compromise your enlightenment. So let's go back to the Holmes quote for a second. He said, you are children of God and the importance of the words as in belief. See, we feel the internal acceptance and we hear that internal sigh of relief when you hear you are a child of the Most High. Yet we have to point out that being a child of the universe, a truly remarkable and masterful spiritual being there are at times currents of energy within some who swear and believe they know this truth to be so and then turn around and think and act as if it were not so. They're still replaying the limited desires, beliefs, thoughts of others within their own consciousness causing confusion and internal mind chatter within their own individual vibration, and thereby compromising their own life. External beliefs and desires such as. All people are sinners, and their sins need to be washed away. That includes those little babies that get born every day. Only the rich get richer. You will carry this mistake for the rest of your life. Of course you're slowing down, you're getting older. It's impossible to find a mate inside the perimeter. Struck a nerve with that. <laughs> you're a bad boy, girl, husband, wife, significant other, non-romantic life partner i covered all the bases there, so you're getting the point. Repeated lo- thoughts like these are nothing more than so- someone trying to convince you there are gators in your car. Truth is not always the foundation for external events and circumstances. As you believe, and as you believe, the as reflects not in what you say you believe, Rather, the as-reflex as the internal chatter, the conditioned energy, and the thought patterns of the soul-self. Now, imagine for just a moment that you're talking to a new, a six-year-old child. Just, and listen to how this sounds. Foolish, How foolish this sounds. But you know, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You are a remarkable spiritual being centered in the omnipotent potential and possibility of all of life. And knowing that, you will never do any better than your parents did. And once you reach a certain age, it's going to be over to live in love, health, or abundance. No one would ever say such a thing to a child in their experience? Of course not. Yet far too often, individuals say and affirm and even believe such things as the child of their soul. The child of their soul. And what we want you to take with you today, if you are someone you may know, because you are all perfect, that this really applies to those that you know. You or someone you know has the occasion to believe themselves as anything less than 100% of the vibrant essence and energy of the divine. The feeling of less than, all that negative chatter and confusion, like it's just the farmer feeding the gator. None of it has a foundation of spiritual truth. You want to receive as you state you believe as a master creator a child of the universe, then set the intention to retrain any and all of that state completely. Mm-hmm. and affirm for yourself as an individualization of the omnipotent creative essence and intelligent energy of the divine mind of God. Every thought I think, every image I embody, every word I speak, every action I take is an affirmation of the limitless goodness of presence, joyfully living in the physical realm as all that I am. I am ever so grateful to only receive as I believe. As I believe. Seem it that in your consciousness. Let that be your mantra. Recite that 200 times a day. Post that on a little sticky note in the back mirror. Also, you evolve and expand as you believe. Stop swimming with make-believe gators. Too many people do that. How's that working out for them? Swim with what you know to be true about God, because what you know to be true about God is what you will know to be true about yourself. The universe is always 100% available to any and all who were 100% available to it. So let us realize that that unchecked internal negative chatter, imposed by it external and at times internal needs, is not being 100% available to the universe. The universe is always available to you and to express and demonstrate your highest and best. What an individual has to discern is their highest and best, their highest and best thought, image, word, deed. Are they always offering that 100% of the time to the universe? Now some of you say, well, I almost got it down. I almost got it down. 50-50, maybe 75-20. can't say 100%, 50-50, 75-20. You know how the universe responds to that? The universe is like, cool. So a 50-50 belief, 7520. It is there, because it's always going to respond as you believe. Take a look at your affirmation card this week. It is a quote of mine, and it says your belief establishes the vibration for your journey. Expand the belief, expand the vibration. Expand the vibration, expand the journey. And we brought this in because there are too many folks operating from a lower vibration about what is possible through them and ask them. People approach their spiritual work, their beliefs, as, I'm trying to get the universe to do this for me. Absolutely not. The universe will never do anything for you. It will, however, do all things through you. All things through you. The question is, are you offering that level of consciousness at all times, are you allowing yourself to say, wait a minute, in this moment, I want to express, create, live a higher vibration of whatever. But is my thought process half of the time mirrored down concerning the word? Is my thought process mirrored down in what others have offered me in the past? That is not necessarily true. Have I bought a bill of goods that doesn't allow me to swim freely in the realm of consciousness? If you answer that yes, awesome. If the answer is no, we're going to go back to our guidebook. Our guidebook to oneness. Because remember, what's the title of the second chapter? The acceptance of the divinity. The very first thing we want to do in this practice is not be concerned or worried about what other people have told us about what our experience is. We don't want to be concerned about past mistakes, what we have done or not done. All we want to be concerned about is what is my level of belief right here now? Do I believe myself to be source, presence, God, spirit? operating as full attention, full attention. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, we're going to say no, because we're having to ask the question. And it's from there when we say no, that's when we can begin our affirmation work. That's when we can begin our meditation work. How many times, how many meditations a week do you do where you just visualize what it looks like to you to be the individualization of the divine operating in and as the physical form as you. What does that visualization look like? Because treatment, the spiritual work, is not about stuff. Affirmation work is not about stuff. It's not about finding that lone kind of attention within <coughs> the An affirmation will never change your journey. You know why? It's not intended to. The affirmation is intended to transform you. And as it transforms you into a higher, higher state of being, into a greater awareness and acceptance of the Divinity in the mirror, then you're shifting the vibration, you're expanding the vibration, and as you expand the vibration, what happens? You expand the journey. Holmes says the more power one gives to his thought, the more completely he believes that his thought has power, the more power it will have. Begin asking yourself, do I approach my spiritual work? Do I look back on my journey and say, wow, that work, treatment worked well here, affirmative prayer work, worked well here, visualization worked well here, but it didn't work well here. Because at that point, we're discounting our power. Spiritual effort will work successfully. Wonderfully and effortlessly, as you work successfully and effortlessly with it, no judgment about what did or didn't, because that's not what it's about. It is about did I evolve my consciousness in this arena? Did I expand what I'm willing to accept about what I've demonstrated in this moment, or am I replaying somebody else's gators in my home? Oh, I love it when the head's hot, that's really good. So, you got your handbook, you're accepting the divinity in the mirror. Part of the work to be done is to do that assessment and say, okay, how am I treating the divine in the mirror? Am I telling it, expressing it, as being that powerful force? Can I know that my word has power? Or am I hoping my word has power? You get to answer that question for yourself. And the way you answer that question for yourself is keeping in the forefront of your consciousness all the good that you have created. I got a text from someone just yesterday, and they were telling me something that's going on in their journey that they're worried about. They going to decided what it is or what it's about. And I can feel, for those that understand this, the slight hint of desperation in text because I'm so worried about this and da and I texted back and said you know better stop worrying and start treating stop worrying and start creating and I told them understand this is teacher speaking I, I accept and know that this is a concern but you're not going to solve it that was a gator in their calling nor would it be resolved by consistent work. And where they were headed, where they were heading in that moment was allowing it to become a conditioned part of behavior. Allowing it to become accepting less than within your experience. Esther Hicks said, you can't watch out for bad things and allow good things at the same time. It is vibrationally not possible. So we can't worry while at the same time treat. We can't treat, do our spiritual work, do our affirmative prayer work, do our visualization for that hour two hours a day and then spend the rest of our time in a low-level vibration and expect the universe to respond. That's that 50-50 that we're talking about. That's that 75-25 we're talking about. The universe is 100% available to you when you're 100% available to it. It's never about what the universe will do for us. It's always about what we allow the universe to do through us. Martin Luther King said, The question is not whether we will be extremists. I love this quote. The question is not whether we will be extremists, but what kind of extremists we will be. The nation and the world are in dire need of creative extremes. And what we're suggesting to you today is to become spiritual extremists. To become so extreme that when something appears to within your journey that is contrary to what you know the essence of the divine to be, thriving as you, that you call it out for what it is. You call it out for a gator in the pond. You call it out for somebody wanting you to operate at their vibrational level. You call it out for for the awareness that, well wait a second, if this is still coming into my experience, I might have a little more work to do. I might have a little more work to do to become such a spiritual extremist that the moment you turn on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC, take whichever John you're what? That you look at it from the level of the observer. The level of the observer. And, and observing what is unfolding. And realizing that it's all, um, regardless of what you said, regardless of what's happened, a greater good is evolving. And you are an expression, a part of that greater good. Ah. This is a great story of a young woman back in the mid 1800s. Really, really, really. And at 18, her father lost the family's life savings. He wasn't so great. And um, she decided that right after her 18th birthday, she would become a teacher to help out the family. Now, this is a female teacher in the 1800s. And if we were to apply the stereotypes of the time, people would assume that this young woman lived the remainder of her life as a struggling teacher to make ends meet. Well, that's actually very much like today's teachers. However, this young woman, her name was Maria Sladoska. And later in life, she married a Frenchman. And she changed her name and started using the French pronunciation of her name, Marie. And the Frenchman she married was Pierre Curie. The teacher was Marie Curie. The first woman ever to win a Nobel Prize. The great story is about a young boy, and in his first three months of school, the teacher sent him home permanently him out of school, after only three months, the teacher said that he was too difficult to control, too, centric, too eccentric to teach, and had an adult mind. Now, for clarification, this is not a story about me. <laughs> I <coughs> the boy in need of an education, his mother stepped up and, taught, and homeschooled him. And if we were to apply the stereotypes of children who have been deemed as hard to control, one might assume that this child grew up to be a dreamer without much to offer the world. And for the record, he did. He did grow up to be a dreamer, and the dreamer's name was Thomas Edison. Who of course, the light bulb the phonograph, and an abundance of other inventions that are still used today. And another boy, who young boy who was blind, an African American, was told by a well-meaning teacher, because of his disability and the color of his skin, if he wanted to survive in the world, he needed to learn a trade like basket weaving or macroman. And this young fellow went on to become one of the world's greatest musicians and composers of all times. And he is now known all over the world as Stevie Wonder. So, what do Stevie Wonder, Marie Curie, and Thomas Edison have in common. They allowed a belief in themselves and the good they were able to bring to life as their intended destiny to be stronger than any external thoughts and ideas of any gators in somebody else's mind. They didn't allow anybody else's foolishness to take over your vibration. So he says that when our vision opens, <clears throat> when our vision opens, then our horizons expand. What has been coloring your truth? What has been coloring your truth? Is your truth in a, of what you believe and know yourself as, is it in alignment, is it congruent with all you know and believe, spirit to express those things always need to be in perfect way. The universe will respond to you, <coughs> express and flow through you as you believe. And the good that you receive within the journey is a direct reflection of that belief. So we don't need you to change how you are operating. We don't need you to List out all the things that you may or may not have done correctly years prior to this moment. All we need you to do is expand your vision. Expand your vision of yourself. And begin saying, well, wait a minute, in this moment, there's only one vision I need to hold. And that vision is what I believe and know and feel God to be. What are those attributes that I assign to the divine? And then expand the vision of yourself to include every one of those attributes. Every single one of those attributes. So that as you're going about creating your journey, you begin creating from what you know to be the power within your soul. Not from the naysayers of others. I want you to try something. I'll give you this example. I've used it before. I want you to spend the day, excuse me, spend the week talking lovingly and highly and joyfully to the divinity that you are. Spend one week of just loving yourself. And do it openly. Do it audibly. Now, you know, if you're at work, don't do it. They're going to ask you to leave. But you know, at the grocery store, they're used to people talking to themselves. Do it there. In your car, every aspect of your body, of your being, whether it's the physical, the mental, health, the, the spiritual aspect of you, it's pure energy coming into form. And that pure energy is the universe vibrating into this magnificent view. Within the energy of your body is the creative force of Genesis itself. And that force responds to how you treat it, how you talk to now I'll give you a great example. I haven't used this analogy in a while, but it really works here. How many times have you, if you well, listen, listen, assume people drive like I do? <laughs> have you ever been in a car and you realize the tank has gotten precariously low, yeah. right? And and you're thinking, oh my God! And so what do we do? We start talking to the car. Oh, okay. We, we can get it to the gas station, we can do it. We know you can do it. And what happens? We get to the gas station. There's something within us that knows that even though the needle is saying left, it's almost on empty, if we just talked with this car, <laughs> we <we're> will like <laughs> Now on the surface, that doesn't sound bad. But guess what? That car itself is energy vibrating and so when you're recognizing it as energy vibrating into form and giving it that little nurturing, of course it makes it. I find that when I talk to my car about a long gas, I can run an extra 10 miles. 15 if I do affirmative thing. Talk to yourself like you talk to your caller. Talk to yourself like you talk to the greatest love of your life. Talk to yourself like there are no gators in your pot. What you're going to find is first a little inner relief. A little inner relief. And you know what that inner relief is going to be about? It's not going to be about you changing anything. But that inner relief that you begin to feel is that child within, that individualization of pure source energy, expressing and feeling gratitude, that you are now honoring its existence, that you are now accepting of its today. Follow that, of course you do. Esther Hicks said, as you think, you vibrate, and it is your vibrational offering that equals your point of attraction. So what you are thinking, and what is coming back to you, is always the vibrational match. And the idea that we've put forward today is that all we want you to think about, all that we want you to offer, is the vibrational match. What does the vibrational match look like? of living, being, operating as pure, omnipotent <coughs> source energy living in the here and now. What does that look like? Not for Reverend Tony, not for a practitioner, not for a Reiki practitioner, but for you. For you. You have that. You have that idea, that thought. And that's the idea you're promoting. The universe has no choice but to express as you believe. As you believe. What I will tell you is this. I don't know what beliefs you can live here today. Or your, yourself. Your what I know is I'm only holding one belief. That is, I believe, the full creative force of the universe exists and lives as you. As you. And you can go and live that belief. And you can demonstrate that belief in now and create a life that is truly wonderful. Because life is wonderful. And so are you. And so am I. And so it is. All right, if you would please say the offering after me. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at TrinityCenterAtlanta.org forward slash donate.